Welcome back to the Trifecta Soft Podcast. I'm your host, E-Rock. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, so you never miss another podcast. Also, do me a favor. Go on to whatever podcast app you listen to us on and give us a rating and review. That really helps us rank in the searches. Thank you so much. Let's get into the podcast. So what's up, man? What's up, dude? Thanks for being on, bro. Hell yeah. My name's Storm, or a poet. They're awesome. both weird names, so you know whichever one's more comfortable for you. Feel free to use either. Absolutely. Uh, I'm I'm Eric. Pleasure to meet you, man. Yeah, you too, bro. Uh, Eric with a K, not a C. Okay. In case you ever write different. it down. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, it sounds different when you say it. It's Eric. Okay. Before we even start anything, I just want to say, man, I really appreciate what you're doing here. I mean, all my friends around us like, oh, dude, I'm going to be on next Friday or I was just on a couple weeks ago. Everyone's really excited for what you're doing. I read a little bit about, you know, your story and why, you know, you weren't even able to airsoft over the past couple years just in general and why you like how you even never played. And I just really admire that. And I appreciate all you do, man. So thank you. Oh, dude. Don't get me choked up already, okay? <laughs> no, thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. It means a lot. No, yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, absolutely, bro. I I really enjoy uh, doing what I'm doing, honestly. I I, uh, I love meeting new people, and I love getting you guys, your story out there. It's uh, Y'all are, are the my heroes, okay? Like, y'all are out there kicking this thing, like, every weekend, getting all the gear, uh, just helping new players like y'all are the, the real heroes out there. Um, I just would love, you know, I, I, I like being a part of it and, uh, and, and getting, uh, your story out there to, uh, whoever, you know, five people are going to watch it. So, <laughs> Hey, but that's five people that it might change. And that's a big part of why I do it. You know, if I could change one person, you know, that's huge. Yeah. You know Absolutely, what I mean? So, man. Yeah, so bro, I have I've seen I followed your Instagram uh quite a while ago actually. Oh, really? Yeah, uh and I'm I, they're going to hate me for not knowing this. Um I can't remember who first told me about you. But it was it was months and months ago. Uh somebody mentioned your name that I was talking with and uh because they said um in fact it was uh I don't, I don't remember who it was, but it was a while ago and I said Storm the poet. What is that? Uh, because I had heard of Storm. Uh, Airsoft, yes. Yes, right. So, so he's doing uh, his thing. Great guy from what I hear. Also a great guy. Right, exactly. So, uh, and then, um, so I, I followed you right away. Well, then uh, a couple months later, somebody said Storm again, but they were talking about Storm Airsoft. And I go, oh, you mean Storm the Poet? Because I had been following you. And they're like, <laughs> no, who's that? And I think they started following you because... Uh, you know, I told them about you, so uh, I appreciate I was, that, man. Heck yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, I was like, oh, you got to follow this dude, man. He's cool as hell. Um, it is cool to see, though. You know, like the, uh, the online presence where you guys, you know, on Instagram or whatever, YouTube are uh, are are putting content out there where we can kind of get a glimpse of how you are as a person. Uh, and who you are, and 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 what you're doing on the field, and what you're doing for your friends and really what becomes kind of like family, right? Your airsoft family uh, over time. And, uh, and we get a, you know, I'm on the East coast, right? I'm in South Carolina, you're in California. So yep. I get to see, like, I feel like I know you a little bit already because I've watched your Instagram so much, you know what I mean? And your well, videos. That means a lot. And, and you know, 
especially if you saw the poem that I dropped, a big reason why I dropped that, and you can hear me stuttering and shaking, and I just did one take, is because I want my guys to see that you can be vulnerable. You can be a grown man. You're you can look weird if you want. I got pink hair and tattoos. I look different. I sound different. You know, I'm a bit more eccentric. I'm a different character, but you can do that, you know, still do what we love to do. A lot of guys have this ego driven. And at the end of the day, you know, when we're in that firefight, bro, these aren't real guns that we're shooting. You know, my yeah. grandpa back when he owned the shop a long time ago, he supported, you know, the veterans and the real troops and stuff like that. California got to a point where we couldn't sell real guns anymore. It just wasn't economical and it just didn't feel right. We weren't happy yeah. doing it. So we started doing airsoft because we love it. You know, I've done it my whole life. You know, my dad's done it for a very long time. He played professional paintball. So we just love this shit. You know what, what I mean? I believe this shit. Last weekend we did a, you know, um, I went down to San Diego and we did the Act of Valor charity for kids, you know, whose parents um, passed away in, um, you know, in combat and stuff like that. Right. The day after I went to N1 and I handed a bunch of my merch that just dropped, you know, in the form of Christmas presents with my buddy, uh, Mad Gorilla, you know, to give kids a Christmas and stuff. I believe yeah. this shit. I lose a lot of money doing this, but I fucking love it. I love seeing the kids' faces. It's like seeing a kid eat bacon for the first time. You know, seeing a kid, you know, get his first kill. And, and you can't take that away. The world could be as shitty as it wants to be, but you can't take away that moment. You know what I mean? That that's, is what I love it. It. that's it, man. That's true. God, you, bro, I didn't know any of this about you. I didn't know uh, the store, like your grand, your grandfather. And then uh, I didn't know your dad played. Uh, I don't know any history about you except what I've seen on your, you know, the videos I've seen on your Instagram and, you know, what you post and stuff like that. Uh and the people you hang with, you know, because I follow a lot of them as well. So, um, yeah, what, are, were you born and raised in Cali? Yeah, so um, I was supposed to be born in L.A. It was real sketchy. I ended up being born in Utah and moved down to San Diego. But the whole story with the shop, the real interesting story, okay, is my, my grandfather um, used to sell surplus stuff out of his garage with my grandmother. She was diagnosed with brain cancer. This is in the late 90s, I believe, and she ended up passing, and then he, he opened up his storefront. He ended up becoming like the biggest surplus retailer in the West Coast. Like, don't quote me on that. But from what I know, like he was that guy, like everybody in the desert knows my grandpa. And then Holy when shit. he passed away, I think it was around 2016. And my dad and I took over. Well, my, my uh, pops took over, really. Um, we sold real guns for, for a while, but it just got really sketchy. You know, the DOJ, we weren't really making right. any money doing it. And being in the desert, the people who would come in, I can't have a gun. You know what I mean? I was too young at the time, just oh. in general. And it just didn't feel safe. And it just wasn't fun again but we love right. their software like we right. can do this and it's not like an economical move like we have other ways to make money but we can grow this community like i have a quote that i'm gonna put on some merch soon like turn the you know um turn the ghetto into a gold mine like this place up here is poverty stricken all my fields have to be free and i'm not trying to make money off my guys but they can't even afford to go to an sc village down in corona and pay 36 bucks so when i'm not running a huh. field like right now i'm building a field i have 50 guys on standby not that i'm above anybody i don't feel that i'm ever going to be above anybody we're all on the same level but I have guys right. who depend on me to have this field. And if I'm not running airsoft games, then this entire desert for a lot of my guys, it kind of just stays stagnant and it's hard for me. Mm. That's wild, bro. So what, yeah, like, what part of the, what, what area are you guys in? What, where's your store at? Uh, Apple Valley. So, and that was the toughest thing is about two and a half months ago, my field poets playground closed. That was open for about a quarter of a year. And that, that was basically, I kind of made it like a build a bear workshop. Guys would come out there. Hey bro, you know, I want more cover here, which is people, you know what people say everywhere. I'm like, okay, well, Here's some nails. Here's a hammer. Here's some pallets. Go build some fucking cover. And you know what? Yeah. Here's some spray paint. Go spray paint and put your Instagram there. You know, like name it whatever cover you want. If you want to build this, let's build it together. It was a beautiful field and it was free. And somebody who wasn't directly benefiting from what I was doing made a phone call and a ranger came out to arrest me. He's like, hey, dude, you're running a recreational um, facility on public property. 
And I was like, officer, you know, I, I didn't even know that this was public property, first of all, but I'm actually not making any money off these kids. Actually, right. after all the wood that I spent, I've lost about three grand, you know, on this project. He's like, yeah. no, you're definitely charging these kids. And that's, that's fucked up. I'm like, sir, let's go. Let's go ask these kids. And, you know, I had 40 guys there. He talked to him and they pulled me aside. He's like, you know, I had no idea. He's like, I'm really sorry, but you got to close. I'm like, but you don't realize that these kids don't play here. They're going to go to George Air Force Base, which is the, like the only place to play. It's like an abandoned Air Force Base up here. And um, it's a, um, a felony to play there. And if you don't go to jail for being, you know, for getting a felony, there's people who go out there and they bring real guns because they're scared because there's tweakers. It's an abandoned ghost town, basically. It's a cool place to airsoft when we mill sim, you know, for paid events, which they have a couple times a year. But playing okay. there in general... It's not legal. And I told the officer that I'm like, dude, please let me just do this. Like, this is for educational purposes. This is a safe place for my guys to escape for mental health and everything else. He's like, dude, this is my mountain. Your wood's going to cause a fire on my mountain. I'm sorry, but this is how it has to go. And I'm like, you know, I respect you doing your job. I understand. And we took all the shit down. I I saw a post about that, man, about your, uh, you posted on Instagram, right? Yep. Yeah. That was so sad. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Skirmish, the future of Airsoft gameplay management. Are you ready to take Airsoft to the next level? Skirmish's innovative gameplay solution keeps players and spectators engaged with real-time updates. Capture objectives, detonate targets, medic, and more at Skirmish-enabled fields. Skirmish tracks every action so you don't have to. Review past games, action by action, and follow your progress in national rankings. Phones are not required. If you want to find out more, head to skirmish.net. And check out episode 157 of this podcast where I talk with the owner of Skirmish about how it started and how it works. Stay connected, my friends. I was grateful, though. You know, it, it was yeah. beautiful taking it down, you know, because we built it up. It was, was kind of like that old show, like uh, Destroy, Build, Destroy. You know what I mean? Because we're just going to do it again. Build again. Better. Yeah, it's going to be twice built again. And, you know, that's the, the point was. And the positive part out of that is that you got a, you know, you got a good crew, uh, crew of guys or, you know, core people, core people that believe in you now. Right. And you, you believe in them like, Hey, we can do this again. It doesn't have to be here. We can go somewhere else, whatever. We'll find something like, as long as you have the, you know, the belief, like, Hey, this is what we're doing. You have the focus. Like we, we believe in what we're doing. We're going to do it. We're going to make it happen. Uh, it just couldn't be over here. We'll figure out a way somewhere. And, uh, it'll, it'll come up, you know? Yeah. Okay. So, man, that's wild though. It's the way she goes, brother. Yeah. So now do you guys, uh, like where your, um, store is now, uh, have you guys looked at trying to buy some land out some, you know, to get your own place? So all I can say is I'm working on a project, um, in the next couple of weeks, you're going to see on my social media, stay tuned. But there's something big in the works. Gotcha. It's already okay. been in the process. That's why it's kind of been stagnant for a bit. But well, people have been thinking it's been um, stagnant. But chess moves have been made, so it's been being you know moved around. But I can't speak on it yet. So uh, gotcha. next couple of weeks, I'll be able to talk about it. Dude, that's awesome, though. Good, good. Like, yeah, and like I said, okay. while I've been doing that, I'm like literally playing. You know, doing like three events a week. I mean, between me and Goon Squad, who's a really good. You know, a uh, team around here in LA. You should definitely talk to those guys. Really, really good guys, especially Seabass and Geo, the team captains. They go with me to all these big events, and we sleep in the car every weekend. Type stuff. We get like one hour of sleep. Uh, oh we, shit! Like I said, we bleed this shit. We just love it. Helping the community, spending so much money that we don't have. But it's not about that. It's just we're having so much fun in the process, and all we talk about is 
you know, the lifespan of an airsofter is about four months. That's kind of the reality of the situation. So you have to make the memories that you can with the guys while you have them. Huh. That's wild. So, yeah, I guess I'm 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 really biased. Uh, my my viewpoint is really uh, narrow as far as uh, those just you know I, I guess those kind of uh, numbers or statistics with yeah. airsofters you know coming and going because everyone I'm inviting on here is really really into airsoft so <laughs> you know what i mean it's so i'm i'm really uh, my viewpoint is very skewed in that way so i'm yeah. like man everyone i'm talking to is so they love the sport they love the hobby they love the uh the community uh it is like that's their number one thing in life you know that's what they do so it's very uh yeah it's weird to look at numbers and go oh the numbers say that it's not really like people don't hang around, you know. It's hard. It's like losing your first goldfish. You know how sad you were. That's me, like every quarter of a year with all my friends. Because I actually own a speed top team, so I have like fifteen guys on my speed top team. But a lot of people come and go all the time, and it's depressing because these are guys you know, you know, three four months earlier that you might have had some crazy conversations with about this is what we're going to do over the next ten years. Because right. I'm not trying to be one-dimensional. I'm not even trying to be just an airsofter. I want to play some paintball, too. I want to do all types of things. I want to be a brand, and I want to grow and be able to get to a point, you know, where, like, a Mr. Beast or somebody is where I can really give back, and I don't have to, you know, bat an eye doing it because I don't care yeah. about money. Money's printed on a machine, and I hate how a piece of paper kind of dictates and values our life. You know right. what I mean? So that's why I try to get people away from that. And that's why you lose a lot of airsoft because they're like, dude, I don't want to pay that 20 bucks anymore. Like the memory is cool, but like, I'd rather put that 20 bucks on gas. And all right. I can do is respect that because times are hard. Sure. Uh, it's tough. Yeah, I get it. And you know, that's a, uh, I think, you know, you're always going to have those kind of, you're always going to have those kind of struggles, you know, with, um, with different personality types, different upbringings, right? Different teachings yeah. in their house, in their homes and stuff. Uh, you know, I think more and more people are, are getting, are, are confused as to uh, like what they believe in. Like, what do you stand? Like if somebody asked a hundred people right now, you know, in the age 20 to 25, like, what do you stand for? Like, what do you, what do you believe in? You know, uh, most of them would be very confused first off, but, I think a lot of them would be very uh, materialistic, like their 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 belief system is based on money and material things, um, as opposed to character and uh, and goals and 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 dreams. Right? Uh, people don't dream anymore, and uh, and so they it, it is very superficial. A lot of people are very superficial with that. Not that you know they're trying to be. I think they get caught up in that. Well, how many views did I get? How many likes did I get on this post? And I'm going, bro. Do, well, yeah, but did you love what you did? Did you have fun with the person you were hanging out with? You know, like, who cares if you got a fucking selfie? Okay, like, just it's okay, it's okay. You know, <laughs> enjoy the moment. And there, there's so many nights where I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to worry about recording this because then the entire game I'm worried right. about was the angle right. You know what I mean? And I'm right. missing out on actual good content because I'm worried about filming, or I'm not having a good time with the people that I set out and I drove because. Now, you know, I'm working on some stuff, so I have to go to El Monte, which is two hours away, three days a week now. It's a very long drive, so I have to really savor those moments because I am committed, but I am <laughs> I have to enjoy these moments because eventually I might have to take a couple weeks off. <laughs> no shit. Well, you know, that's a, I think that's a common thing for, um, for content creators. 
I think we get, you know, I do the same thing. I was just doing this with um, my, so my wife and I, what is today, Tuesday, we went Sunday afternoon, evening. We went out to dinner with uh, one of my sons who's actually on our YouTube channel, Coltrane, uh, him and his wife and their kids. And uh, we went out to this uh, local town here. It's a small town called Fountain Inn. They have a giant Christmas tree in the middle of the town, you know. Uh, it's a real small town. Like they, they're, Super they're dope, yeah. Yeah, dude, the, the street has been, the main street, main street has been closed down for a week. So everyone can walk through. So the businesses are still open. So yeah. everyone, you know, they're just like restaurants and, you know, really small shops and stuff. So they're all open. They've got street carts, uh, you know, where they're selling, you know, hot chocolate and whatever kind of funnel cakes and shit like that. And, uh, you know, throughout the evening. So, and they've got like like a, a bunch of light, you know, Christmas lights. They got Santa sitting over here, whatever you can, you know, take your kids to. They've got horse and carriage rides uh, throughout the neighborhood. So they have cops out there every night uh, blocking the other streets that aren't shut down so that the horse and carriage can go, you know. So we took a horse and carriage ride with, you know, with everybody. It's really pretty. It's really dope, man. Like really family oriented and, and you know, That's memories. Dope. So I'm sitting here like. I had a podcast that night as well that I had to move back because we didn't get back in time. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, I texted the dude. I was like, hey, I'm not going to be back until, I don't know, 830 or whatever. So let's start then. Well, anyway, uh, so this whole time I'm sitting here thinking about videoing and pictures for, you know, for the family stuff to create memories. But uh, and then my wife's going, oh, did you see that? You know, and we're talking with the kids and stuff. And I'm missing all this shit because I'm trying to get, you know, the right angle and the, you know. Yeah, hold on, honey. Hold on. <laughs> I'm trying to create content. <laughs> um, and this is for family stuff. This isn't something I put on, you know, YouTube or nothing like that. So yeah, it's, not even for, it's just for me to pass on mm-hmm. uh, to my kids and their kids so they have some kind of, you know, instead of sitting down at a photo album and showing pictures. Those are cool, too. Yeah. Uh, like the way I grew up, you know, looking at that. But um, anyway. I get lost in the creating the content part and, and, and lose the moment, you know, like the magic of the moment kind of thing, you know, like being present in the moment. It's a difficult thing to, to balance sometimes like, Oh, I really want to film this because it's a really cool thing, but it would really take me away from spending time with this person. You know, it really is a gray area. Like I said, that's why I feel like I was born in the wrong generation. I would much Mm. rather, you know, my favorite artist who passed away, he ended up actually killing himself. He would talk about in his interviews about like when was the last time that you went outside and watched a bee pulling pollen from you know a flower like something so simple like the simplicity in that but kids nowadays they don't even go outside you know to play ball I used to go to the park all the time play football in the park you know like kids yeah. aren't even really doing stuff like that in general they're playing Madden on the iPad you know something like that and I respect it, at least now they're getting paid for it that's why most of us who were great at gaming and that's all people talk about who are in my generation. Well, you know, back in the day, I was this, this, and this. Well, we weren't getting paid for it then, so we kind of moved on. Mm. You know what I mean? But yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I know, right? And now they're, yeah, they started a gaming channel and twitching. And I was just talking about the podcast I just did with uh, this guy. We were talking about similar things about, you know, Twitch channels and stuff like that. And I remember I was telling him, I was like, I remember when, uh, on the Xbox, when Twitch, when they kind of like, I don't know if they partnered with them, whatever, but anyway, Twitch was available on your console where you could just click on it. It was like an app uh, on the Xbox. So, and this is, you know, a handful of years ago. Yeah. And uh, 
and we were talking about people making money on their Twitch streams and shit like that. I said, bro, I'm sitting here scrolling through, and there's this, like, uh, you know, all these different tiles or game, people gaming, and then all of a sudden there's, like, random stuff people are doing. So, uh, like, people talking, you know, just talking to the camera, whatever, like, they're not gaming. And then uh, this one was, a girl was sleeping, you know, a woman was sleeping, young woman, probably, you know, 20 years old, like, literally sleeping on her bed. Uh, she had a t-shirt and shorts on, not like nothing, you know, risque or nothing like that. Uh, and she's getting tips. And the thing that the text that scrolls across is a, uh, for every so many amount of tips, whatever, I will sleep this much longer kind of thing. And I'm going, I didn't understand what the fuck was going on. (laughs) What does she do? Drink more NyQuil? She's like, Oh, I I think she's fake. She's gotta be faking, bro. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, or maybe she really loves sleep. I mean, maybe she, I don't know, but, uh, how would you know if you're sleeping, how many tips you got to do? And, and I'm serious, bro. She's getting $25, $50, $100. Like I said, what the, I said, Jen, you know, my wife, I'm like, come here. Hey, go in here. I'm going to film you. Okay. I got a GoPro. You go to sleep right now. I'm going to film you and put it on Twitch. <laughs> uh, so crazy. Oh, but yeah, we, uh, you know, getting paid for the content stuff is, uh, I think it, it kind of, I mean, obviously it's good for people, uh, that want to, you know, want to follow that and they, and they have an op, you know, more options are good a lot of times with that kind of stuff. But, uh, sometimes it's hard to, you know, they get, maybe they get too sucked into, I've got to do this just for the views, you know, kind of thing. And they lose the uh, moment. <laughs> well, it's like, it's kind of like for everything. And the biggest problem with Twitch and all that stuff is if you're going to do it, really do it. You know, I just started my brand, Poet Airsoft. I've given away more stuff than I've sold. Yeah, and it's going yeah. to be like that probably for a bit where I'm reaching out, hey, dude, here's this. I'm not asking for a post, but deep down I'm like, you know, please. And it's going to be like that for a while. But I'm going out to events two, three times a week, and I'm trying really hard to grow my brand to do that. A lot of kids now, it's like, oh, well, what do you do? Oh, well, you know, I'm a Twitch streamer. But, you know, they'll be on four hours a week, and they have no job. And they're doing nothing, but when family asks, when friends ask, when anybody asks, hey, do you need to chill? I'm a Twitch streamer, though. I know really good Twitch streamers who really try hard, and they'll have 500 subscribers, and they're getting paid a couple grand a month, you know, doing really good stuff. Because people yeah. see that, that they're really doing it, and then there's other people where it's, you know, they say this, and I, I even looked at their channels because I, I like to post all my friends' stuff. And if you see my Instagram, it's 20 stories of me reposting all my friends' stuff. And I'll go and I'll check yeah. out their Twitch, and it says, you know, two followers, you know, last active, you know, October. And say, well, mm. dude, you're not really doing much. Right. You got to work. You got to try. Work a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Right. There has to be some consistency with, and, and that's pretty much uh, across the board for anything in life. You know, it's the, the general rule. Uh, being consistent with something is, um, is probably the most valuable thing that most people don't have, you know, and myself included. Um, I'm victim of wanna, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's if you want to do, you know, we always have, I think most people have these uh, grand ideas about um, what they want to do. Yeah. Like, uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, a, a career type of thing or whatever. Like, just, just even little things like, oh, yeah, I want to do this. I want to exercise three days a week, whatever. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's very hard to stick to that. Cons- you don't create this habit. Um, and if you don't create this habit, then it uh, is, it, then it's work. 
it's it's a lot more work every time you need to do it because you haven't created you haven't done it consistently enough to create a habit to where it's like uh you don't really think about it you just do it and yeah. um i think consistency is probably one of the biggest things where uh and and dependability right uh being able to depend on people is uh hey like it's super rare to have those people that you uh could call up and be like or post something and say hey uh you know, you invite 50 people out to this thing, um, 25 respond, 10 show up, you know. Uh, it used to be in the 50s, like what we were talking, you know, when people were way more accountable to their word. So if I said, yes, I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there uh, because they cared about their reputation. Like I cared about what I said. I cared yeah. about uh, that I told you I will do it. And even if I don't feel like doing it on that day and that time, I'm still going to do it. Because I have this internal thing that I was taught, you know, this character that, hey, you, you'll, your word is your bond. You, that's all you don't have. Don't lose that. Don't yeah, lose that's all that. you have is your word. Yep. And it, well, that, that's a lesson that needs retaught nowadays, I think, because uh, a lot of people are really confused about that. They see, um, you know, a lot of that, that, that there's a lot of things that happen that don't support that, you know, that support the opposite, actually. So... Uh, I think people are really flippant, maybe, with, uh, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'll, yeah, sure, I'll be there, or, yeah, I'll get back to you, you know, and, like, it's real vague, so a lot of people don't want to commit to something, you know? Yeah. No, it's true, man. It's wild, bro. I don't know. Now, you are committed to, uh, you started your brand um, recently, and uh, what... Uh, like what made you want to branch off on your own? You got your store right here. Um, you were helping your – now, do you still help out at the store? You still help run the store? Yeah, so I'm here four days a week. Okay. At least. So and then uh, what made you want to branch out? Um, I mean, you could just stay in the store and like that's still helping the Airsoft community, you know? My biggest goal and the reason why I'm doing everything that I'm doing is because I know what Airsoft is. I know what it mm. could be. And I'm not going to say what I was about to say about the negative that it could be, but, or that it has been, but what I right. will say, cause talking negative and that that's one thing side quest here is that speaking battle, anybody is not going to help you grow. So whoever might see this, please understand that. But I want to get airsoft on TV. I want to get to a point where I build a highlight tape. Like I'm going to a D one college coach. I want to go to Hulu and say, this is what we're going to do. And I want to be able to have the, I hate the word clout. I want to be able to have enough subscribers where I don't have one field, some one little secret thing in the work. I have a couple of fields up here where I could really grow this and not only help out the sport of airsoft, but the desert that I live in and the people around me in my community and show people, you know, for a guy like me who's three years sober, okay, I used to do a lot of pills. Uh, two two weeks out of rehab is mm-hmm. the first week that I started running airsoft games because COVID was big. The guy who was running games didn't start running it, you know, really anymore. And I started running games and I was still going through withdrawals through Xanax, Percocets, very difficult things in my life. Holy and I had to shit, run games. Yeah. At one point I was the only field that was open in California and I had 200 guys that depended on me to run games every week. I had 200 guys with just me at a private property where I couldn't build cover. Where everybody's yelling at me to build cover, going through all types of mental health stuff. But I was so grateful because that was the first time in my life where people ever looked at me like, dude, we need you to do this. And I was like, I could actually do this. I can do it very well. I don't think I'm better than anybody at running games. If you guys see Mike Gonzalez, you see J- the John Lewis and the Josh Warrens and the Jet the Desert Foxes of the world, I-, I can only wish to be them. 
but I try and I give a fuck. And that's why my guys roll with me. You know what I mean? So I'm going to do what I can. That's amazing, dude. Yeah. My dad was, uh, my dad was addicted pills for, for quite a few years, uh, before he passed away. And, um, it was, uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was really struggle. You know, he passed away totally separate incident, but, and he was already, I think he was eight years sober, um, before he died. And, uh, but yeah, he was on same thing. He actually started when he was like in the seventies, he injured his back at a, in a factory and then, um, they did surgery, you know, back surgery. Uh, you know, back then it was like his whole back, they opened up, you know, like three times because they didn't know what they were doing, uh, in the seventies, you know, with discs and all that. So, uh, anyway, they put him on morphine. So this is back in the morphine days. They would just inject him with morphine. They didn't even know. Like, oh yeah, addiction. What is that? Like, they just give you as much as you want, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. for real. So they can't. He came out of that and was on um, Percocet, Darvocet, same thing, Darvon, and then uh, and that carried on for quite a few years. And he was functioning. You know, he was fine. Uh, just every once in a while was like he OD'd twice within you know probably a five to seven year span. Um, so it was, uh, you know, that part was difficult. It was, you know, hard on my mom for sure. And, uh, and so when he got sober, it was, you know, it was great, but, um, you know, that's, uh, those kind of things, you know, coming out of that, uh, can be very difficult if you don't have a support team or a support structure. And if you really don't want to, you know what I mean? Like deep down, you really don't want to give it up. Like you're not ready. Uh, then it can be very, very difficult for sure. So how did you, um, were you addicted for a long time, like as a teenager and then really time. And, you know, at one point I was engaged, um, you know, very, very suicidal, you know, and, you know, problem being now with all these people calling me and me calling those people is back then I would call people and they wouldn't answer, you know what I mean? And basically the only reason why I got through it is because my dad, because when um, they came out with these little blue Xanax pills and it was all fentanyl, I took one. I was, I was in a coma for five days. I wasn't even supposed to wake up and I woke up. My dad sent me to a rehab facility. I didn't know my own name for a week. They'd be like, Hey storm. And I would like, look outside the window. Shit you not. And I'd be like, dude, it's a clear sky. Like you guys are on drugs. I thought my name was like Chris or Daniel, so I joke about that all the time now, how about that's my, oh my name, God. and I came out of rehab, and I was just like, I need to do something, because in rehab, I had a friend, his name was Frags, he was 19 years old, he owned a barber shop. he was a really, really good dude, really great kid, he always told me, Storm, you need to boss up, and that's going to be something that's going to be on my merch one day, he said, you need to boss up, and we're going to do it together, we got out of rehab, he wanted to hang out the first week we got out, while well, I was going through withdrawals, or, um, withdrawals, so I had paranoia, and I flaked on him, three days later, he died, and I wasn't able to call Frags. Oh. To, to this day, I can't call him. So, like, if you go on, like, my private page on Facebook where I talk to my community about all the stuff going on, inviting him to events, once every couple of weeks, I'll talk about mental health. You know, pairing with Mad Gorilla for that charity last week, if you follow Mad Gorilla on Instagram, you know, his whole thing on his Instagram is about mental health, and that's why me and him are so close, because, you know, he doesn't like holidays, you know, as much. So, you know, like, and that's totally his thing. You can talk to him about that when you have him on the podcast. But, you know, he wanted to give, you know, kids a Christmas, and that's why we did that, because he wanted to be there and see kids smile. Because a lot of people, you know, aren't able to have that. So it's just, I don't know. Dude, that's wild. Yeah. I don't know. I went on a tangent there, sorry. That's not a tangent at all, man. It's totally relevant. And, uh, you know, I mean, these are, you know, like, I don't have a format on these. These are, uh, 
whatever is part of somebody's journey to where they're at now, uh, being as passionate as they are about airsoft, um, you know, not, <laughs> we don't all get to airsoft in the same way. You know, it might be very similar. It might be like, oh, how'd you start airsoft? Oh yeah. A friend told me about it and I went with them and then, oh yeah, no, I like it. You know, um, uh, that might be, you know, some commonality with people I talk with, but, um, we are a very, very diverse group that, uh, you know, have outside lives outside of airsoft and very unique stories on how we got here. Um, yeah. you know, and so your the reason, and what I'm hearing is the reason you're so passionate about it is because of how you got into it. You know what I mean? Like it really, and, and that's, I can relate because that's how I got into it, uh, coming out of being paralyzed. Um, this is, these are the people that I found to connect with that literally brought me out of a dark time in my life, you know, mentally and emotionally. So, you know, obviously my family, my wife and, and my kids and my, you know, my mom and, uh, and all my family, but, uh, having something like this where I was getting comments and I was able to interact with people all the time from here. Cause I couldn't leave the house when I was, you know, able to walk again. So I have a very, very deep connection to this community, even though I've never played airsoft. Uh, and that's why I love what I'm doing. It's, it's emotional connection that, that really can't be taken away. You know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, it sounds like that's what you have. Um, but yeah, that's don't, you don't have to apologize. Like I said, I'm not, uh, I don't have a format. I love to hear p- people's stories and backgrounds on how they got into it. And a lot of times that is emotional. Um, so that <laughs> that's okay. That's good. You know, those are the best ones, honestly, that go on to, uh, to create a huge team and community of people uh, that, you know, like a following really that, uh, you know, people look up to you, man. That, and coming from where you came from, where you kind of were the one that, you know, uh, I guess depended on other people, right? Yeah. Uh, like, oh, you needed help. You needed help. You needed help. That's how my dad was. You know, I was like that for a little while. Uh, and it, you know, it's, and when you're on the other end of that and now people rely on you and you're, you're there for them. Yeah. It's a totally different feeling. It gives you, you know, some purpose in life for sure. Yeah. I wake up every day really grateful for sure. I'm not even religious in any way, but I'm for sure like, thank you, whoever's listening. <laughs> Dude, uh, same here. Exactly same feeling. Um, and I feel like, you know, I see a lot of these posts about, you know, mental health. We're talking about that. And, um, you know, so, it, and I understand people, uh, you know, there's obvious struggles um, with certain things like that. Something I learned, and this doesn't have to be advice for anybody, but I'm going to tell you what I learned. One thing that a huge obstacle for me was self-pity. Self-pity, you you cannot be grateful for things in your life and, you know, be feeling sorry for yourself. It doesn't go, it doesn't work that way. Like when you're feeling sorry for yourself, you're not really grateful for shit. You know what I mean? Because you're so focused on poor me. Uh, it is like, uh, you can't really see anything else. Um, so I was like that for, for quite a while, you know, and I, once I got over the self pity, I think that was probably the biggest obstacle for myself. Um, bar none. It was, uh, once I completely let that go, it was, uh, 
I was liberated. It was totally liberating. And I was able to feel grateful for so much shit in my life uh, that I am now. Uh, and that's how I wake up. That's how I wake up. So now sometimes I wake up a little slow until I have my coffee, but I'm still grateful. So <laughs> <laughs> no, but every day I try to wake up and I try to be a better guy. You know, it, it's not easy for even going to public, you know, for a guy like me with pink hair and hand tattoos. I know exactly what I look like. You know, kids walking up to me. You're a SoundCloud rapper, right? I'm like, yes, I am. Kids are coming <laughs> my shot. You know, I've always had to live in the shadow. I've always been Pops' son because we've helped run the Lion Claw events and stuff like that. Or, oh, you're Storm? Dude, I've seen all your videos, Storm Airsoft. I'm like, no, wrong guy. <laughs> but I'm sure he's a great guy. I'm sure, you know, he's carrying my name well. You know, I'm, he's doing his thing. I'm proud of him. So that's why I'm glad. That's why I'm doing Poet, you know, and I've got all my merch dropping tomorrow. My website's going to be dropping, I believe, poetairsoft.com and stuff like that. So just trying to enterprise, man. Nice, dude. Okay. Awesome, man. Well, man, you got a lot going on. You got a lot of good things coming up. Uh, I'm really excited for what you're doing. Um, really, really honored to uh, to have you. <coughs> excuse me, have you uh, part of the the community and uh, and that I got to uh, start following you recently and uh, and get to know you a little bit because um, yeah, I love when people have some good good shit coming up and good plans and they're passionate about it. And, uh, and that's, you know, it's, it's difficult when you meet somebody that is really kind of like, eh, you know, about anything in life. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I love to talk with people that are really passionate about whatever it is, you know, something that they're doing. Yeah, man, I really appreciate you, bro. I appreciate all your words. I appreciate your time tonight. Uh, and again, for, for everything that you do for you know for everybody, everybody talks great things about what you do. Anything that you need to have me help you grow, any posts that you need me to make, any calls you need me to make to any of my quote unquote you know f- you know my friends or anything like that. Like not yeah. saying I'm big, and I hope nobody listening to this thinks all oh, this guy has an ego. He has friends. Not, like uh, like anything I could do to help you, bro. I'm completely here. I got to fly out and come see you. You definitely have to come down here. We'll get a B&B for you, whatever you need, bro. We'll take care of you, get you some steak and lobster. You're family now, bro. <laughs> Just know that. Oh, man, I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I do on here. I make friends uh, and, and lifelong friends. So, um, you know, and then I solidify it with meeting them in person. You know, I met Mr. OT, uh, Halia Airsoft. Uh, I mean, like eight different people uh, at this last uh, Milsim. That from all different states awesome. that I've, you know, that I've had on the podcast. So I feel like I know them already. And then we meet in person. It, it's really cool. So I will definitely make a trip out there in Cali and uh, meet you guys, uh, you know, Brotherhood Airsoft, you know, Kyle, um, who I know, you know, uh, Nicole Gaming, a handful of people that you, you guys, you know, all run around there at uh, Giant San Diego. Uh, and then Europe, what are you up? Is uh, Apple Valley North? Man, wrong generation, bro. Uh, go on Siri. <laughs> what is it? Now? Type in Apple Valley. It's it's somewhere that way. It's somewhere <laughs> that way. No, but, but here's the thing. Here's what we're going to do. This is a six-month-to-a-year plan. We're going to get you to Cali. We're going to run a giant milsim. It's going to be a charity event. We're going to get you there. We're going to do a live podcast there doing something. We're going to get Nicole there. We're going to get all, all the guys. And we're going to do a big thing for the community. We're going to figure oh, it out. Shit, if you wait, I'm going to figure it out. That would be awesome, man. I've talked to like 10 people out in Cali now that you're on. So, 
Hell yeah. Okay. Well, listen, man, I appreciate you. Uh, where can people find you? Instagram, Storm the Poet, TikTok. Don't even go on there. I can't get videos posted. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> no. Just hit me on Instagram. Or, or you know what? Um, YouTube, Poet Airsoft. Okay. Stay tuned for tomorrow. I believe my website will be dropping, poetairsoft.com. If anybody has any questions about anything in the sport of airsoft, if they hear this, if they need a friend, if they need anybody who needs anything, I am here for you. I've been in the sport for a very long time, and I am not here to judge you. Trust me, I get judged all the time. That's not my goal. L- much love as always, bro. Again, let me know if you need anything, and you guys have a great night, bro. Thanks, man. I appreciate you, brother. 